0: podcast in partnership with Frank and Lively and Scramble Studios. My name is Sunu from The Drum. I'm your host for today. And with me, I've got Celia Poole and Alec Mill from the Startup Dame, who started this reusable tampon applicator, which went uh, quite wild in social media recently. Welcome, uh, both uh, Celia and Alec. So why don't you start by telling me what exactly are we talking about here today?
1: Hi. Well, first of all, thanks so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. Um, so what happened was Alec and I were working in uh, this menstrual product sector and we basically were doing a subscription service and we were just increasingly aware about the plastic waste impact that these products had. And whilst we were selling both disposable and reusables, we could see that the disposables were far outselling the reusables. And It sort of hit us, why aren't more and more women using uh, these products, which can be reused? When we can see the increasing trend in other areas of their life, like reusable water bottles, reusable bags, coffee cups. But there was for some reason why women weren't turning to these products that were already on the market, such as cups, reusable cloth pads. And so it took us to then do a bit of research do a bit of dig deeping and realize actually we were in a very good place to bring out our own product Mm -hmm. we had the market knowledge we had a user base of customers and we sort of launched it from there and we thought right what's what's the biggest thing why are women not using um cups and pads that are already on the market and the big Uh, answer that kept coming back to us was the habit change, was women were so entrenched in using these products, which they'd used pretty much from when their mother showed them how to use it. And to make that leap into something very, very different was quite scary. So we thought, okay, well, that's something we can work with. Why don't we take something that they're already comfortable using, which was the tampon, and we'll just redesign it and we'll make it more environmentally friendly. And it sort of launched from there. Alec... Before you get into um, how
0: this whole thing started, I am actually uh, quite curious about the partnership, because when I first read up about Dame, I thought, and there are two partners heading up this business. Obviously, in my head, there were two women who were heading up this business. So before you even tell me about you know, what, what your backgrounds really are, I am curious about, where, with a product, and, and and especially around periods, which is so deep-rooted in in, in, in uh, misogyny, and there is still, even in 2019, a huge lack in the understanding of the female anatomy. How, how did you come about in this partnership? Um, I I take it both of you are friends.
2: Well, it's um, a good question, and it's <laughs> something I spend a lot of uh, my evenings thinking about um, how I've ended up in this space. But the reality is is is, well, I guess it's, it comes in two parts. How did Sula and I start working together and and, and how, you know, do I find it working in this industry? Well, um Sula and I, like all great ideas, um, were discussing how she had failed to remember or didn't remember her tampons. Uh, and I said, well, why aren't they delivered in the post? And uh, a few glasses of wine later, we'd had an entire business plan laid out. And we woke up in the morning and you know, got through the hangover and still wanted to th- pursue it as a business. And as Celia touched upon, the more we looked into this industry, the more we realized how flawed it was. Um, there had been major brands who had dominated, you know, monopolized this industry for a long time. And as such, there was very little choice on the market because they were the, the controlling party. True the language that they were using to talk to women um, was incredibly negative and patronizing. Um, whether this was a deliberate campaign of creating fear so people didn't switch products or who knows, but the reality is is that if you're a teenage girl and you see 24-hour discreet protection written on the side of a packet, um, what's that gonna say about you and your body and, and, and whether you have you know something to hide? Um so whilst it, I came at it from a very practical angle of how do we solve a problem, the, digger, the deeper we sort of dug, the more it appeared that there was much greater social ramifications for what we're doing, um, from writing in newspapers about uh, um, abolishing tampon tax through to how girls are treated and building confidence in, in, in young women.
1: I think when you get to it, that plastic problem is everyone's problem. And the visibility that is attached to plastic shopping bags and things like that is not attached to these products you don't see so many publications talking about it and it is a mounting problem you think half the population are female they get their period every month that's a lot of plastic waste that's piling up, and that is everyone's problem, male and female. Can I first of all say, uh, Celia, how jealous I am of you actually
0: having someone like Alec when you can actually talk about periods and menstruation? Because if I were to have... I have some great, great uh, male friends. If I were to talk periods or knickers or, or God forbid, vaginas, they would just say, "Uh, I don't know what to say to that. I don't have anything to, to <laughs> add to that. So, um,
1: you know, I, I, I just wonder did you have to strong-arm him into...? No, do you know what? It's his character. He's very, very inquisitive, so literally... Good for you. <laughs> you. It, He just wants to know, wants to learn, and so therefore... Yeah, I, I've ended up sharing probably a lot more than I would have thought I would share with a business partner, but that just happens. And likewise, my husband as well, you know, constantly has, when we had talking to people about this and sort of friends of mine are like, oh, sorry, but I'm just, you might not want to listen to this. And he's like, I've heard it all before. I'm used to listening to this. So it's great because I think... Having Alec involved means that increasingly we get guys wanting to talk about it, wanting to find out about it, and it opens the conversation up, and that's something that was always really important to us. You know, when you talk about the reusable market, especially
0: uh, talking about periods... That has been growing at quite a huge rate in the last couple of years with um, the menstrual cups, the period pans, the cloth pads, as as you mentioned, all of that. I just wonder whether there is a place for, for a, a reusable tampon applicator because you do get tampons which don't have plastic attached to it anyway.
2: Well, I think if we had launched this business five, six years ago, it would have gone under in, in, in a matter of months because there's had to be a cultural shift before there was a, a product sure. shift i don't think 60 well, 60 70 percent of women in the uk use applicators um and that number's equally high in the us and i think a lot of that is to do with how comfortable women are with touching their blood and their being familiar with their bodies and this idea of, you know, obviously menstrual cups have been around for a very, very long time, but that's been a, a pretty sort of particular niche who have gone after it. Um, and so I think we've kind of come at a time where people are, it's sort of a two-staged uh, sort of happening. Um, one, people are getting more comfortable talking about it and more familiar with, what they're, um, with, with their bodies. And two, they're then starting to question Uh, what products they're using as a result of that.
1: Getting into this industry, I've realised that each body requires different things and so therefore offering women another choice, those who do use applicator tampons and have to because they either want to or they need to, it's allowing them another choice and it's great that the um, menstrual pants and the cups and everything like that are increasing in popularity because the more and more people can switch to this new way of thinking, the better. And how do you actually sell this product? Is this through a subscription service? Because you
0: used to have another subscription service before. And how do you,
1: apart from word of mouth, how do you promote your product as well? Well, we've been really lucky. So when we launched this, we launched it on um, Kickstarter. So that gave us a great platform, first of all. And we will continue to sell it um, via our site. So you can come and buy the applicator, which is obviously a one-off purchase, and then buy the Tampons and subscription if you want to. And as of next week, we'll be launching in Waitrose, which is amazing. Thank you. It's incredible because it means that it's, it's pushing this product into the mainstream and allowing everyone to see it and to get to grips with it, which is essentially what we want. I think our biggest goal is to try and convert as many people away from using plastic and whether that's through using art products or other reusable products that's the most important goal. So do you think you've almost you're part of that
0: movement which has captured, captured that kind of zeitgeist of breaking the taboo around periods in, in general, because uh, you mentioned big brands, for instance. Uh, one of the biggest brands um, called Bodyform had, um, they last year they launched this rather successful campaign called Blood Normal, where for the very first time, uh, which in itself is quite significant and surprising at the same time, they use red as the colour of blood to be shown in an advert, And I just wonder whether, you know, you, you made the point if you'd done it say five years ago, then that might have been a a bigger challenge to actually sell the idea and concept. Do you think, you know, the the time is just right for you to be in this market, even though it is burgeoning as a market itself?
1: I think from two different angles. From the angle of the body and blood, definitely. The, The explosion in social media and online journalism means that this topic has really been pushed out into the forefront. And on a separate side from us, from the sustainable side... You know, David Attenborough standing up doing Blue Planet 2 and opening the world's eyes to the plastic problem, that's immensely helped us. And, and we thoroughly believe, like Alex said, you know, had we done this earlier, we wouldn't have got such a warm reception to it
0: and and um, as I said I really want to know what is your background do you come from sustainability is it design what, definitely not tampons <laughs>
1: <laughs> we weren't like those people who were at school dreaming of being tampon salesmen no we we basically both came from very different avenues I used to work for an auction house and I was a project manager doing sort of logistics and operations okay um, and Alec actually used to work in the city and he was a sort of creative soul locked in a desk job desperate to get out and and basically came, came together and did what sort of every startup person does, is thought, I can have a go at that, and have learnt so much along the way, both from ourselves and actually reaching out and collaborating with incredible freelancers. And, and Alec, how has the move been for you?
0: And have you guys started making any money for yourselves?
2: Um, the move, uh, I think, was a little bit of a shock for most of my family, going from a sort of relatively good job um, (laughs) to becoming a tampon salesman Um, but uh, I I mean there's nothing better than than getting a problem between your teeth and just thinking it through and rethinking and rethinking it and come out with a solution and you know from working for two, three years in the subscription business delivering other people's products we realised that this whole sector just hadn't been looked at for a very long time and so not only was there the plastic issue, but there's also the chemicals in the cotton. Uh, there's the language that's on boxes. And also there's just the branding issue. I mean, you know, products being called feminine hygiene products immediately makes people think that, you know, there's there's an element of dirtiness around True. Um, blood, etc. So I don't really see this necessarily as just working, you know, in period products. I see this as, as, as a, a problem and a challenge. And I think that's more enticing than uh, staying at your desk looking at numbers. (laughs) numbers. <laughs>
0: um, the the other thing I, I wanted to explore a little is look at the design aspect of a lot of these products and, and one of the things, issues within the, the advertising marketing industry is the issue around diversity I you do not have enough women first of all um, in the creative fields or at least the ones who are making the, the decisions and therefore it's it's something that's not addressed by designers as well so for you to come up with a product that obviously has uh, which which has inbuilt the issue of, of plastics and sustainability I, I just wonder whether the design was an issue and did you have real struggle looking or, or seeking female designers for instance
1: well that's I think was amazing in every single stage of our process we've got women in and that was really important to us from the get-go and there was a conscious decision or it just happened? because Complete- of
2: our experience uh, you know, up to that decision. I mean, raising money—it was an all-male world. that We'd go and pitch to male investors, and they'd often laugh at us. You know, in in the investment meetings. Wow.
1: Yeah, we, I had we had people turn us down because I had children and I'd be distracted on the job. Um, and yeah, the the investor side of things definitely we led up to there. And then as soon as we got onto deciding that we were going to do this product, we thought, right, we're going to consciously make sure that we get women in in every step of the way. And I think the only place where we started to have a hurdle was when we took it to these medical engineer facility. And the only woman they had was away on maternity leave. And we pushed and pushed, and actually Alec was one who really, really pushed, to ensure that they start to hire more female engineers. And we helped them with a campaign to try and get more female engineers involved. Because you can't have products that are used by women when they're not designed by women. It just doesn't work. And so that's why all of our literature, language, everything like that has had women, their input along the way.
0: Um, so tell me, what are the ambitions? You said now are you going to be available in, in Waitrose soon. What are the next steps? Is it in more bigger retails? Is it uh, scaling up to, to go outside of the UK? Uh, and Or is it more products as well?
2: Um, well, we were really lucky when we did our... Kickstarter campaign that um, it was it was a bit of a sort of a litmus test as to you know what the appetite was like, um, and we sold in over fifty different countries, um, and on the back of an uh, an incredible amount of PR, which we have our PR agency to thank us for. Amazingly, they did such a good job. Um, we had actually every single major supermarket in the UK come and speak or or ask to speak to us, which. Is really exciting, I, I guess, as a start-up, you know, to have that sort of appetite. And we walked out of our first meeting with our first supermarket, and uh, the person who was with us said, I don't think you know how lucky you are um, that people wanted it. But it's also very exciting that s- supermarkets, you know, more, more generally are looking into the sustainability of the products that they have on offer, um, and we found, uh that's certainly with with most of them then it seems to be quite genuine um which is a very good yardstick for what the consumer is now wanting um and we uh as two individuals who care about the planet um are very interested uh about using business in order to uh in order to do good in the world and and be more sustainable. Um, and for that to be reflected, um, you know, in the demands of supermarkets is fantastic.
0: And um, what about the cost implications of the actual product? Because there are some hideous stats around uh, the lack of access, even in London. And some of the the young girls in London schools do not have access to these products because of the cost implications. Are you
1: addressing that at all? Or is that something you, you are going to look at at some point? So through this product itself, it's something that we can't address with it but it's through the, the work that we can do with other partners that we address it. So we have been working quite closely with um, an amazing charity called Bloody Good Period, um, who makes sure that they get these products to refugee centers um, and further out, we've also been donating to homeless shelters for the last few years. And we feel that that issue is incredibly important because Every woman should have access to these types of products. And every woman should feel comfortable about using them and should feel comfortable on their period because the implications otherwise are just not cool. On that note, I would like to thank the founders of DAME,
0: both Celia and Alec, your wonderful guests. Thank you for being here. And thank you also to your partners, Frank and Lively, She Says, and Crambled Studios. And of course, thank you, listeners. Tune in again. Bye.